we are back. I feel like I've been saying that a lot. But we are back. We are back, locked in. This is episode 112 of the TFW podcast. We got a ton to talk about. You guys already know the deal. Three to Haraway. I am your host, Matt, joined by my awesome co-host, Rhodesia and Eshan. Beautiful Sunday. It is Revolution Day. So happy Revolution Day for anybody that celebrates it. We're not going to spend a ton of time talking revolution. We'll talk about it toward the end of the pod just because I know a lot of you like to listen on Monday and Tuesday. So if you listen to this and it's not on Sunday, revolution has passed. So we will be breaking down revolution on Wednesday's pod. But until then, we got a ton to get into. Uh, So thank you guys for locking in with us. Always talk about tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a family member. TFW podcast. You guys know the deal. Follow us on the socials. That's FNW, X, Instagram, YouTube is That's Freaking Wrestling. Leave us five stars, leave us comments, all that kind of good stuff, right? So now we got all that paperwork and housekeeping out of the way. I do want to start with just personal updates, right? We we skipped the podcast Wednesday. Rudy's and I tried to do it. He was pretty adamant that we needed to skip the pod on Wednesday, and he was right because we had a lot going on. The three of us were in Michigan last week uh, for Dude's Funeral, which uh, I was so happy with how that turned out. I thought we absolutely sent him off the right way. Uh, so everybody who was there, thank you, of course. Anybody who has continued to send thoughts and prayers and emojis, uh, we appreciate it. But uh, we actually got a chance, of course, to to see each other. And I told Rudizan E, next time we are together, we are going to do a podcast in the same room, right? So if we got to do one camera and we got to get our, our three microphones set up and make sure we video record it and tape it, that is what we're going to do. So I'm putting that out in the universe. Next time we are all together anywhere, it's going to be sometime in 2024. We're going to make sure that we are a regular podcast before COVID where everything was video. We will be live in action in the same room. But Radija Ishan, how are you guys? And of course, Anything you guys want to talk about about our week off? Last time we potted was with Brandon right after Elimination Chamber. Go ahead and get after it. For the MCU fans, it's good to be back. It's Iron Man 2 right there, baby. (laughs) Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, you know, um, inside tip here, Matt hit me on the text, on the group text one day. He said, hey, you need to smile more. We start these shows. You look like you're angry or just interested. I'm like, that's just how I look, man. Like, like, you know, like, hey, you get me in a situation, yeah, I'm full of laughs and giggles, but when you see me out and about, man, like, that's, just, that's just my mean mug. So, Matt, if you want to get me to smile when we start these podcasts, let's crack a joke. I'm easy. Hey, I, I laugh easily. I'm ready to laugh, right? Like, okay. I'm re- I, 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 can't hold my, I can't hold my face straight. So, if you say something silly, I'm going to laugh. So, if you make a fart noise or whatever you want to do, you want me to smile before the podcast starts, let's crack a silly joke. Then let's start this podcast, and I'm going to start with you. Eastshine, you may not be smiling on this. I know I was smiling. I had a chance on Friday to watch a 21-minute Dwayne Johnson, a.k.a. The Rock, video on Instagram. And I would just like to ask you, Eshan, how did you feel about Dwayne Johnson exposing that fraud, Cody Rhodes, for what he is, and he told us exactly how everything went down and how Cody stepped to the side for the Mania match. They had a man-to-man conversation. 
He said it stung, but he understood it was best for business, best for the wrestling business. Now, Eshan, for the last year or so, you've been coming out here talking about Cody needs to do it for the daddies, right? You've been saying that probably Correct. since last March. The Rock right. touched on that too, and The Rock said he told that man in the middle of that ring on SmackDown, this is for Soul Man Rocky Johnson, which last time I checked was Rock's dad. <laughs> then he also said this is for American Dream, which is last time I checked was Cody Rhodes' dad. So in essence, The Rock told Cody the same thing you've been telling us for the last year. Let's do it for the daddies. Mm. What did Cody do? Cody said Cody wasn't man enough to call him on the phone and say, hey, I don't like this. He said he waited to the press conference. Eshan, I've got to ask you a question. How do you feel that your hero, your number one guy in the wrestling business, is a fraud? Now, before I address that, that literacy right there, I don't know if that's a real word, but I'm going to use it right there. That's literacy. You got 60 seconds timeout right now. <laughs> yeah, we right, gonna, you should mute up already. We're going to use it right there. I remember my guy, Cody, this is why, you know, I'm a big fan. And this is why we work so well together as a team, right? Number one fan, do it. And Cody, he sent a text out and he said, in regards to that video, I'm not watching all that. So congratulations. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry about that. And that's what I tell people. If you send me a long ass text message or anything where I have to sit down and stop what I'm doing to read this thing or even watch this thing, I send that text. I either say, hey man, my bad, or congratulations. That was a long ass video. I couldn't watch, I had to watch it in parts. That was like watching like an old school sitcom. Like I wasn't prepared to look down and see this man talking for like 20 something minutes. I had to put it on pause. Like my dad, I was talking to my dad and he like, damn E, Rock still talking? I'm like, yeah, let me go ahead and put him on pause. I'll holler back at this tomorrow. So that man had a lot on his chest and a lot on his mind. And to, uh, and to address your question, that's a great heel because it was full of hype and arrogance all throughout that video, right? Cody had a right to change his mind. And he don't owe Rock Nathan, shady-ass Rock. And we seeing his true colors right here. He calling people crackheads and he calling people all kinds of things in the crowd, right? Are we talking about crybabies? I think he crybabying right now because he whining, whining, whining. He lashing out. We're talking about the people's champion. It's supposed to be for the people, right? And because he ain't getting some fantasy match with his little itty-bitty cousin, he's sitting here lashing out the fans. He lashed out at poor Dave LaGreca. Poor Dave LaGreca, who helped... Motivate both of us to get into this podcast field. He attacked this man for no reason. Huh? I talked about that man's pink robe. I like this pink robe. Of course he should have a Cody Rhodes jersey on. Absolutely he should have it on. So, bad on you, Rock. Bad on you. And shout out to, to LaGreca too. Because for The Rock to... He didn't mention him by name, but he showed his video during that 21-minute video package. Like, that's massive. And we know LaGreca has put in some work in this game. To your point, you know, we've met LaGreca a few times. He follows the, the pod on Twitter. And um, so for me to kind of see that, I, I was I was proud and happy for LaGreca and the whole busted open thing because you're talking about The Rock, who is one of the biggest stars in the history of wrestling. And he's sitting there talking about Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, and Dave LaGreca. Like, wow. 
right? So just cool. Like anytime I can see people winning and, and getting, you know, the props they deserve, like I love to see that. That is fantastic. And I think Dave like did a quick podcast or something. I didn't get a chance to listen to the entire thing. But uh, I just I thought that was really, really, really cool. Just on, like, of course, on a real life life thing. Um, Rhodesia, we, we sat there. We watched it on Friday. I think on a drive back home to Chicago was when we watched it. What was your thoughts about the video? Um, and did you think you would get that kind of video from The Rock after seeing the heel portrayal that we got from SmackDown a week ago or two weeks ago, whenever that was? Before I answer that question, I first got to address how Ishan started this show talking about some how slow and how boring and rock still talking. That's exactly what I say every time I watch a Cody match. Oh my. Okay. Video incredible. It was long uh, for sure. It was definitely long to the point where it was broken. We ended up seeing it in two different videos. So I don't know if that was, yeah, like a I, I think he uploaded the wrong one. Cause the first one was 15 minutes. And then okay. he just started getting to, to Seth, and it cuts off. And I'm like, all right, where's mm-hmm. part two at? And then yeah. a few minutes later, he uploaded the remix, mm-hmm. 21 minutes. Part two was the, was the fire, though. That was, like, for sure the fire. I don't give a shit about Cody's story. And we talking about daddies. You're right. You got Rocky Johnson. Hey, even the high chief is, is the daddy, daddy, daddy. So the point is, did not expect Rocky to go that hard, though. And they say, I don't give a shit about Cody's story. But finally, this is what I said on the drive home. And this has nothing to do with Cody at all. I finally kind of got an understanding of what happened here. Like we never really truly got an answer from Cody. Why you flip flop and went, you know, against to Roman. This gave me some answers again, being a Rocky fan and being a Cody hater. It gave me kind of what I needed to hear. So didn't expect him to be as raw as he was. Um, Like you even said, calling up people crackheads before um, on SmackDown, but this is rock. This is rock. This is like the new age rock and i'm i'm here all for no matter how long it's gonna be i'm here and i'm grateful to have rock and anybody else who has a problem with that man like y'all just don't understand wrestling you just don't pro wrestling so before we get to the smackdown piece uh, the reason why i love the video so much and i love cody's response so he talked about cody you know hit him with just the i'm not reading all that sorry happened to you or congrats i love that because if Cody does not want to discuss that video on WWE TV, that's his out. Mm-hmm. I didn't even watch it. And he doesn't have to because that video was not presented to the WWE fans on television. Right. That was presented to anybody who saw it on the internet. So I thought that was awesome. What I loved about that video was that he just, he broke everything down. And yeah, maybe it's from a jaded heel rock perspective. But he told us the exact timeline, why he wanted the match with Roman, and then why he thought they were going to get the match with Roman, and then the whole Cody situation, and then the whole Seth situation. He basically hit on anything we've talked about in the last few weeks on this podcast. Like, man, there's some gaping holes in this logic of this story. Like, are they ever going to touch on it? Are they not going to touch on it? He touched on it, and it made perfect sense. Other thing I love, too, about this was... This is the rock I wanted on SmackDown. Now, I know we can't get this rock on SmackDown, mm-hmm. right? We can't get rock saying, fuck your story on SmackDown. And it, it don't hit the same if they bleep it. it. So we couldn't get that. But this, that was the rock. I was like, okay, that's what I'm going to see on SmackDown. Now, when we get to SmackDown this past Friday, it was like the best of both worlds. It was 
the flashy comical rock we got on last week's SmackDown or two weeks ago SmackDown along with the internet heel rock. I thought he did a really good job of blending both of those personalities together and giving us a, a final final form, I guess you could say. There was a lot of conversation online about how long the the segment went. The segment, if you take out video packages, take out interests in the commercial breaks, ran, I think, 31 minutes. With those included, it ran 39 minutes. Uh, so word was it ran like nine minutes over. And there was some discourse online, which once again, relates to your point about if you know pro wrestling, and this is not a me looking down on people who don't agree with me or, or don't understand. And I would love if you feel either way, if you agree, or you disagree, please hit us up on X or YouTube. Once again, we'll get to your guys' comments and thoughts on Wednesday show. We got some that we want to talk about here from the last couple of days you guys have left us. But if you look at how long they went over, it's the rock, arguably one of the biggest and best stars in history of this business setting up not only night one's main event of WrestleMania, also night two's WrestleMania main event, along with Roman Reigns, who has been the number one star of WWE for the last four plus years in the ring with him. Yes. So it sucks. Anybody ever gets their time cut, but if anybody can go over and we know it's going to be great, it's everybody who was in that room. Let's not act like Roman has not gone over his time numerous times on SmackDown over the last three years. Tribal Court went over time a few times with Sammy, went over time, and guess what? We walked away from all those saying, man, that was a great piece of business. Now, yeah, if you combine a 21-minute IG video and then the 39-minute time total on SmackDown, yeah, we got an hour worth of rock, but there's more people talking about WrestleMania right now, today, in night one and night two, than it was before that mission accomplished. And I think they did another like two and a half million viewers or something like that. Um, so now let's, let's get to SmackDown. What'd you guys think of the segment? And I'll stop there. Cause I have a question around what option you rather take for the main event. So Radiza, let me start with you. What'd you think about that 31 minute total segment overall on SmackDown? It didn't feel that long. So and again, this is me coming from a rock and Roman put the ones up fan. It didn't feel that long. So whenever I'm watching something and it doesn't feel as long as it actually is, that tells me that it's great. So for me, I love it. I don't have to belabor what you just said, but Rocky coming out in the full Versace shirt, him talking about these crackheads. This is again, this is the rock that I want. Like if you had to say years ago, rock will come back in 2024, one last go at it or whatever. He's going to come back one last time. I'm probably going to be thinking he's going to come as like this corporate board, no pun intended, kind of Rocky. No, he's coming as a heel, as a Rocky heel amplified. This is what I want. So as far as the the, the actual segment itself, I was a little bit, um, didn't know how I feel you had mentioned to Roman never really looked up when Rock came out. Again, kind of like the dog with his tail under his um, his butt kind of thing that kind of threw me off because sometimes when Roman does that or his super uh, caricatures, like um, facial expressions, it makes me feel like, oh, my God, this is kind of like John Cena like as far as being kind of over the top in his emotions. And I don't like that part of it. So that kind of rubbed me the wrong way a little bit. Overall, though, 
great piece of work. And then I don't want to let the cat out the bag as far as how he flipped the script. The whole time Roman up here looking like this little minuscule, I'm scared, little shy dog in the corner. And what did he say at the end? Dude, acknowledge me. Completely flipped the script. So, like I said, I, I I love how all of that went. The emotional roller coaster that I felt through it didn't kind of like Romans playing a little pitiful, shy dog for a moment. But he came back and was like, "Boom! Oh, you gonna see?" But me. I love that. And but e, I I'll, didn't. I'll, I'll be interested to see what you think. I loved it because that's where he was at. He knows the Rock is the high chief. The mm. Rock is over him. So I am tripping out on everything you're saying because I can't go against you. And I know that. And Rock knows I can't go against you. We're talking about from the family mm-hmm. perspective, right? But all I need to know is that you acknowledge me. So it wasn't like he just flipped it of like, you need to acknowledge me. It was more of, I need you to acknowledge me. Those are totally different pieces. And then the way the crowd, the way the crowd was there that. for it when he said that. Yeah. Oh, man. That was <laughs> incredible. E, which, did, you, did you have a problem with? How now we're talking about storyline. Did you have a problem with the way Rock was cowering down while Roman or Roman while Rock was talking, looking down, not having his, you know, chest out and having his chin up and not showing that he is a part of this? Uh, did you have an issue with that? Hey, so real quick, just talking about some of the fan backlash about how long the segment went. Um, I don't think I think we need to step back and stop talking about what fans should know about the business. At the end of the day, this is entertainment. So you like what you like, right? Like Rhodesian doesn't like Roman Reigns matches. I think they're perfectly fine, right? Everyone likes what they like. So at the end of the day, for me as a viewer, I didn't know how long it went. I just watched it and I enjoyed every minute of it, right? So for someone else, if they watched it and they they looked at the watch the entire time, that's on them. But what you want to do, if the majority of the audience enjoy what they saw, then that's what's important, right? I think we need to just understand that we all like what we like, and this is wrestling. That's the great thing about it. Going to your question, I think it's good storytelling. I like nuances. So, like, that's what I thought it was. Like, when you talk, well, like, when I'm watching, like, Roman Reigns and the team, right, stand to the side, that reminds me of, like, somebody hating on somebody. Low key. Like, right? Like, here come, like, that cousin, right, that people don't really like, but everybody like him, but you don't like him. Like, right, they always bragging. Like, right, they they the one that made it, right? But you made it too. And you feel like they steal your shine when they around, right? So they come over, right? And you know the family got all eyes on them. So you step over, you kind of let them do their thing. But you look over, you like, yeah, this MF right here, he ain't shit. And that's the vibe I'm getting from. I don't think it's a cow. I think it's a, it's a slight disrespect. I feel like Roman low-key don't like this dude. Like, Right, the family low key don't like this dude, but they know what it is. They know that Rock has been that dude in the family for a long, long time, right? So out of respect, they gotta let the man give their shine, but they ain't trying to really give him that shine, like, right? So at the end of the day, Roman like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like my cousin is funny. Like, right, y'all can come out here and laugh, but we about business. So at the end, Roman let him do his thing. He let him go through his whole little 50-minute promo, all right? <laughs> he let him cut his whole little 50-minute promo, 
telling a story that may or may not be true. I love my my man Cody come out there and say, "Yeah, rock lion ass," and none of that shit happened. <laughs> and, I, and I think that's what we're going to expect, right? Because this man is hot. Is, is you can show he's he's full of, of baloney, like right? Like, hey, rock, it ain't quite go down like that. Here's the story. That's what I would love to see happen. But going back to this this promo, Roman's like, "Yeah, go ahead and talk for an hour. Go ahead, I listen. I'm standing right over here. I'm gonna give you the ring." But at the end, my effort. Acknowledge me. Before you bring that mic up, bring it here. Acknowledge me. Give me that hug that embraces me and let me know who the real one is right now. Like, right? That's what that was to me. Cause that's going to create, that's the tension. That's the story we needed leading up to a, a eventual WrestleMania match that we didn't got, that we didn't right. have event, originally, right? We're just going to be shoehorned this match with a, a story that they started years ago that got kind of broken like right now we got bits of storytelling that's going to lead to a eventual breakup of this new bloodline i'm here for it and Heyman knows the bullshit is coming too yep he yep. is not a rock fan in that ring the yep. the looks he was giving rock when he was talking he knows the bullshit is coming. Speaking of the bullshit, they tried to get solo. My guy was out there. My guy was out there holding mercy. on for dear life. He almost broke twice. He almost broke. Rubbing and I'm sure, face. like, Rock was like, I'm going to try to get you. Uh, so good good for solo for not breaking. Because if he would have broke, it, that would have been all bad. <laughs> right. And they already said, well, Jimmy and Jay already said that solo is the kind of the funny one, too. It's just not how he's portrayed. But um, I didn't expect that, though. Like, I knew that anything I would see with the two of them is going to be gold. But did y'all two expect that he was going to stop him in his cadence and say, hold no. on, you're going to acknowledge me. Well, but, and that's why I thought it was so great was because you didn't see it coming. I don't think anybody would have said that because you allowed rock to go for like 15 minutes or whatever, how long the, the legit time was no, no, no. And talk, 45 minutes, talking minutes. his talk, right. Doing his thing. <laughs> He's about to end it with, if you smell what the rock is cooking. So for Roman to stop him in the middle of his catchphrase, <laughs> don't nobody cut the Brock off. We know that. That's like coming out and stopping somebody from, you know, it's the bottom line. Stoko says so. You don't know. You let them go. You don't stop mm -hmm. them in the middle of it. So for him to stop him there, and we didn't know what he was going to say. That was also, to me, the great part of it. Like, we didn't know. Like, okay, like, but the crowd was, once again, the crowd was there for it. And then when he hit that line of, you need to acknowledge me, and then the way the Rock looked at him. I was like, man, mm. this this is good. This mm. is really, really hey, that, good. That was perfect for the for Roman. Because you think about the, the two weeks we've had with them, right? Not consecutively, because them dudes don't work full time. That was a great take the spotlight back moment. Because in a lot of ways, like, they've been mm -hmm. off to the side. Like, sure. right? They've sure. been off to the side, you know, cutting eyes, you know, looking disinterested. Right? Roman Reigns like, ah, okay, you done did your thing. It's on me. I'm that guy. Because a lot of talk has been about the presentation between the two. Like, you know, Rock come out there with the with the Versace vest and shirts and looking like a, a movie star. And then, you know, Roman looking like us, right? On a Sunday morning. Sweats on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hair tied to the back. Look like he just rolled out of bed or rolled out of the gym or something like that, right? So you look at the two. One always like, looks like a megastar. One of the other guys looks very low key. So that was a great moment to steal that spotlight back for me. Rocky acting ability. So look at the contrast between Rock and Roman. I'm telling you, I get Roman 
having to show being cowardly in the beginning and then being dominant in the end. I still felt that was really cringy, his his facials he was making when he was being cowardly. But Rocky's biting his tongue is Oscar award winning. Because we know he's gonna he's He's in cahoots. Like that right there would tell me everything. He's in cahoots with Cody right now. There no one could tell me so you, that he's so not you in cahoots. Believe he is in cahoots yes, with Cody. Yes, absolutely. And so the way he had to bite his tongue. Interesting. So then you basically think that 14 minutes or 15 minutes of that 21 minute promo was BS that he released on Instagram. I'm not saying that in totality is BS, but there is going to be a swerve here. And, and I think it's going to come back down to Rocky setting up Roman because Rocky is truly the high chief, tribal chief, whatever you want to call it. And that's fine. But to say him and Cody are in cahoots would okay. mean that everything he said okay. on that so video. Then let me take that back. No, I would just say that Rock is definitely being Rock don't mess with self- Roman. I think we right. can say right. that. Okay, there we go. <laughs> at, so the, this, at the end of the let's day, be, let's be clear and how we that. get there. So, okay, so then let, let's talk about what Rock said. Option number one, and tell me what you guys would rather go with. Okay. We know we're getting a tag match, night one. Rock said if the Bloodline wins the tag match, night two, which is Cody and Roman, will be Bloodline rules. Um, no rules, basically. Yeah. Right? Yep. Pretty Anybody Bloodline. can Bloodline. interfere. Yep. They do Anything can happen. Mm-hmm. Other option is Seth and Cody wins night one. And there is no interference in night two. Roman, for the first time in, I, I we would have to legit go back and look, but probably at least a year and a half, right. for sure, mm-hmm. would have to beat somebody on his own. Yep. Which match would you guys rather have for night two and why? For me, as just Rhodesia, night that second option is what I would want. I would want to see Roman have just a regular fight match. I want him to to win or lose fair and square. But for the pomp and circumstances of WrestleMania, you got to have bloodline rules. You got to have it. So me personally, I want to see Rock win or lose. I'm sorry, Roman win or lose by himself. But for the business, I would want it to be just all the spectacle. You know, I really like the setup for those those matches as well. Yep. And I thought about it before we even had the conversation. Like, what would I like more? I I think as a Cody fan, I would love for Cody to beat Roman Reigns like flat. Like, look, you can't beat me on without help. Like mm-hmm. I showed you, mm-hmm. right? And they can because like cause this isn't going to be their last match. Like if 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 uh, maybe the new like uh, back and forth rivalry will be Roman and Cody, right? Like we had. Orton and Cena and you know and who was a uh, who was another one like they wrestled a thousand times Austin Rock years ago was that of course decades ago yeah. uh, Edge and Cena was that Edge and Cena was another one they had that a was thousand that. matches yep. together right this is a big rivalry so I would love for that to happen but I also would like just like as Rodriguez said I love to see like all the interference like all the run down like you no know, I love to see Rock twice. You know, in a weekend, right? We haven't seen him in 10 years. I'll have seen him twice in a weekend, right? And I would love for Cody to overcome all of that. And I think if somehow Seth and Cody were to lose on night one, right, setting up that match where Cody has all odds against him, he overcomes, that will create further storyline for the two of them. Like, I would say, I would probably say some kind of miscommunication happened between the two of them. 
you know, with this miscommunication also led leads to Seth losing his championship the next night, right? So that gives Seth further, you know, beef with Cody. Like, hey, man, if this didn't happen, I wouldn't have lost my championship. You ain't get the job done. Because, like, we got a story to tell after this thing is over with, right? Because, you know, we, we know Rock's going away. We know Roman's going back on vacation, right? So we need some story that's going to carry us in probably to SummerSlam. And I think uh, Cody and Seth, um, few renewed actually right would be great and i think some kind of setup from night one leading to night two will be amazing and this is why this is so awesome because if you look at the the scenarios that rock presented both of them are incredible Mm -hmm. they're both incredible yep but if it was me and this is what i think we're going to get i don't think you have cody pin rock and or roman twice in the weekend I don't think you have Rock and or Roman lose twice in the weekend. So I think we get Rock and Roman beating Seth and Cody night one. So we get the shenanigans on night two. Now, here's the part about the shenanigans, and this is not hyperbole to me. The WWE has a chance to tell the best story in a match in the history of pro wrestling with that. You do the shenanigans. No rules. Everybody can interfere. Think about everyone the bloodline has screwed over the last three years. Plus, you can have them interfere in that match and tell that legit Avengers in-game story in a wrestling match. The shenanigan goes for 15 minutes and every single person who was involved in the bloodline story, hill mm. and face gets involved in night two's main event of WrestleMania. I'm getting goosebumps right now. Thinking about it. They have a opportunity to do the best thing we've ever seen in a wrestling match in terms of telling a story. And now you're talking about to Cody's perspective of I'm taking it all from you. Story's over now. Everybody was involved. I think that would be, one of the best things I probably would have, would have ever seen because we've been so invested in the storyline. I'm not talking five-star match, you know, bell to bell and this move and that move. I am talking, we were, now it's time to wrap the story up, guys. All right, if we're going to go Bloodline 2.0 with The Rock leading it, we know Tama Tama is coming in. There's, you know, word about Jacob Fat too. I don't know if they're going to be involved in quote-unquote Bloodline 2.0. That's something that we're talking about. But if this time to cut this off, kind of like Marvel, all right, in-game, is it? And now we got to start going with other characters. That is the perfect time to do it. So you're saying so that, this that's is what the I'm end of about. phase three. You call him Roman Thanos. <laughs> you call it him Thanos. <laughs> and you about to have, then that means we saw what happened when the beginning of phase four happened. I don't have to, I don't want to like alienate myself here. Phase four, it wasn't all that for the people no, who were not. OGs. So, but t- today, eight years ago was the first time Actually, the only time, but the first time we met um, Roman at Autorama in Detroit. Oh, that was today. I saw it. Yep, I saw it in my Facebook stuff. It's on March third, twenty eighteen. First time I met one time. Well, Roman. And it was funny that was that Monday before he had cut a promo on either Cena or Brock. I can't remember who. And I remember telling him like, "Dude, like incredible promo." And it was funny like the look he had on his face was kind of like, "Why is he saying that to me?" You know, I don't know if nobody said that to him. I was like, I was like, man, like that's the Roman that we wish we can get on TV much more often. And then after I said that, he was like, thanks, man. Like, I appreciate that. 
He said, you know, but it was just, it was funny. Cause I just remember it was that Monday before where, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a good promo. So, but what I can mm-hmm. say, we can kind of wrap it from here and then look at some other things from SmackDown. I think we all can agree as bad as the bloodline story was from the night after SummerSlam to maybe December Friday made up for it all for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Friday made up for it all. Hey, Matt, real quick, though, let me tell you, uh, you know, you know, I fan book stuff in my mind. I always bring it to the show. I bring it to the game, but I, I don't I always bring it to the show. You said that about the interference, like everyone running in on night two to kind of cause uh, like Cody to win. I thought of like, all right, he got Jay. So let's say Jimmy comes out there. Right. And he's putting the boots to uh, to, uh, to to Cody. Right. Mm-hmm. Now comes Jay. Jay comes running out there, right? Starts putting the boots to, to Jimmy, gets him out of there, throws him out. Crowd's going crazy, right? Solo comes out there, and he's doing this thing, right? And here comes Seth. Seth clears him out of the ring, right? Well, actually, no. A rock comes out. Seth clears him out. Solo comes out. Here comes Big Daddy. Here comes Big Daddy running out of the crowd, and he gets rid of Solo, right? And then as he gets into the crowd... It's the it's the family. It's Brandy. It's the kids. Big Daddy. It's, it's Ethan. It's Ian. You know what I'm saying? And we all go say we all look at Cody. Say go get him, champ. Go get him. And I then Cody the throws up the two sweet, and he starts putting the boots to to to, to Roman. Gets him the crossroads. One, two, three. Out of there. I'm reporting you to the people. Is you bringing your kids into a match? No. Yes. They got to see history happen. No. Child Protective Services, where's CPS at? No, they're in the crowd. They're not in the match. I said, I get into the crowd with the family. We are too sweet. Cody wins. One, two, three. All right. They don't Um, take kind to people who jump in a barricade. I'm just all I'm going to (laughs) say. They they don't. Hey, man. WWE 2K24 releasing. I'm sorry, I missed I missed it because I was still messed up right there. And I'm glad you went with the clap of like the only like two people clapping and not like the one which is a whole lot. I like that. Round of applause right there. That is fantastic. Um so Bailey. All right, let's talk really quick about Dakota turning on Bailey. What y'all think about that segment on SmackDown? I didn't see it. Sorry, guys. E? Guess he didn't either. I don't see how I keep getting painted the picture about not watching women's wrestling. And then we keep hearing these comments about, I ain't seen it. I how is it that I'm the guy who ain't say, watching? No, no, no. I say, I say that that's about true. a lot of matches. Hey, mine is not hey, specific hey, to just true. one gender. Hey, and true. see, and, and, and mine isn't either, but y'all want to cast that. Y'all want to cast yes, that, that narrative. Absolutely. You say that this no, time no, 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 you no. need to go, go do a pee-pee break. You say I got to get my food. I have receipts on this show. We have 118 of these shows here. I have receipts where you say specifically when a woman and a woman is going or multiple women going together, this is time for you to go take a shit, for you to go get you some food, for you to go take a nap. <laughs> For you to go have your wife go in the kitchen and make you a plate. Don't do that. She Don't Tell do her that. Relax. Yeah, yeah. The boring women. The boring women. Just like the boring men. If you're boring, I'm not going to sit there and watch it. And it just so happens that it's a lot of these, you know, white meat, 
Babyface women that are just boring in that wrestling ring. But going ask the mask question, uh, I mean, we kind of expect that to happen, right? I mean, it's and again, what we expect just because we expect it to happen doesn't mean that it's bad, right? Like, I'm just no. interested in see where they go with it because now you got four on one, and then we know we know Sasha isn't coming to help her. So it's just interesting to see where they go from here because it seems like Bailey's at a very uh, disadvantage. So then, I mean, so then you can look at this and say, to that point, okay, maybe this is where we. I'm still holding on hope to Jade and Bianca against Kabuki mm. Warriors. Maybe this is how they get involved, right? But I don't care about that because if we're talking about the story, Bailey deserves this. Yes, we all love Bailey in real life, but from the story, Bailey has been a piece of crap for a long, long, long time. So she's just getting what she deserves now. She's getting her karma right now. Yeah, but what. I didn't like the the, the turn um, because it reminded me of the shenanigans this past week in AEW with Hangman, acting like his ankle was was messed up just for him to show his ankle wasn't messed up in the first interaction with Swerve. Like it's kind of like okay, what was the point of that? So like with Dakota, okay, she says she's against damage control, and then the first chance she gets though, she turns on Bailey. It's not like. She turned on her at Mania, where she cost her the belt. It was a it was a tag match. Okay, like so. I, so I just question. Like, I do have a question. I, I, about I didn't that. get that. So last Friday or the SmackDown before last SmackDown, when I when I watched it in entirety, um, Nakota kind of reached out to Bailey for help, and Bailey was like, "No." She she also said, I, "I have a lot going on right now." But at the end of the day, the end result was no. So since I didn't see the segment on this last SmackDown, could Dakota have turned because Bailey? wasn't there for her the week before no there were two segments between that okay yeah this seemed like it was always kind of the plan yeah. um to answer it's, uh, it's funny matt um i don't know if it's true of course though. we don't know it's all scuttlebutt but you know brian alvarez has said that uh there was a chance with uh hangman missing the show tonight okay and so like the ankle injury was kind of like a way to set up or excuse him from not being in the match if he couldn't be in the match um he said Paige has something going on. Oh, there was he something going on outside of outside with ah, Paige. Yeah, Paige okay. has some something going on that he he wouldn't Got discuss, it. and Got it. Um, that was kind of like his storyline thing. To kind of if he did if he couldn't make the match, that would be the reason why he couldn't make the match. Um, again, I don't know if that's true because you know I don't know you know where Brian's getting his information or not. Right, it's just scuttlebutt. Um, but that was to talk about uh, Hangman in that in that scenario. I'm um, going back with Dakota. You know, heels gonna heal. Like, right? If you a bad girl, like, sometimes you do things to get, like, a, a mental edge on somebody. Like, right? Like, you know, he had, she had Bailey thinking that she was for her, right, this entire time. Like, hey, you know, that was them. I was in the background trying to mediate the beef. Mm -hmm. You know, then it got out of hand. You know, but I'm here for you now. And then now, all of a sudden, like, Ashley, no, I wasn't. Like, I'm against you, too. This is more like a pylon, right, to kind of mentally defeat her further going into mania right um and going into your jade and bianca thing it'll be interesting man i don't know what they're doing with with jade we did have like a little brief showdown um with jade and the and the kabuki warriors and or damage control um and she kind of but her interaction was kind of more so with uh eo right mm -hmm. um so it's possible she can mix it up with them but it seems I, it depends on where they're going with her right because i don't know if i necessarily want to debut a star like her you know and get mixed up in someone else's beef and in an tag team match i kind of feel like she should have her own thing to herself but 
it, it just kind of depends on what they're going to do. I mean, we got some time between now and then, so they, I guess they could make we it We run out of time, though. 30 days, but, but the reason why yes, I wanted I was that was ask. because it'd be for the tag titles. That's why, like, if it was just strictly a tag match, I agree with you wholeheartedly about don't bring Jade into that spot. But seeing it is for the tag titles, which we know they would beat the Kabubi Warriors, I think that that's a big spot. One thing I did like, too, um, E, did you pay attention to the Damage Control's new entrance? Music they played after Dakota turned. I did. I missed that. So the you know the song goes, "We got the power. We got the right." Blah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. Blah. Bring the bass. It, blah, blah, yes. Blah, blah. It now goes. I took your power. Ooh. Ah. So as we talked about I before, that. I think Dakota's going to be the leader of Damage Control. Sure. And yep, she's the mouthpiece, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Can we talk yeah, about that, how real quick how far she's come as a character? Because she was one of those women that kind of just didn't really have anything outside of their looks. Like, you know, there wasn't a lot of personality or charisma, but she's really flourished in this like backstage mm -hmm. role that she's kind of taken. Um, so she can probably do a really good job as the mouthpiece for those three women, man. She's, she's doing a really good job for, for, from a character standpoint and, and like over her looks, she looks great too. Yeah. Oh, she looks incredible. Yeah. yeah this is funny as, as you would grow. And th this is the cool part about being a wrestling fan is when we can all remember be like, I mean, I remember watching her on NXT when like all she was was just a smiling baby face. Not much to her. Yes, yeah, she can wrestle, but like not much to her. Now you look at her now, just the layers of character development and how she works is, is, is awesome. It's really, really cool. Oh. But um, and E, I get your point of what you're saying. Like, hey, majority of the fans, that's who we need to listen to. But there was a lot of conversation about Naomi. Right? We know she got her entrance cut because of the Bloodline segment. Her match also got cut. And you can tell. Once again, we've been watching this a long time. I could absolutely tell when that segment ended at 8.39. I was like, okay, we're getting cuts here. Uh, I guess Tiffany Stratton and Naomi was supposed to go two segments. It only went one segment. And that match is, of course, setting up Tiffany to continue to ascend the way that they want her to. I guess word backstage is they're surprised by the reactions from the crowd, which I can get because she's damn near like a face to the crowd. So I can understand them being mm -hmm. a little surprised about the cheers, not the reaction, because she's fantastic. But uh, there, there was a lot of conversation again about, oh man, they're doing Naomi wrong. Can y'all please relax? They, they gave her the best possible return at Royal Rumble, where she got a full entrance. She lasted almost an hour in the match. Gave her a high-profile spot in the chamber. She doesn't have a WrestleMania feud right now. Let this thing, we'll see how she's treated after WrestleMania. Now, she'll be on Mania, but she was brought back for the Rumble. So what let's, would you say just, to let's, people? Let's pump the brakes. I didn't, so I didn't see that match. What, for the people who said that she got squashed, though, would you agree that it was a squash match? Uh, no, it wasn't a squash. I think it the match was meant for Tiffany to shine. And when I saw it was Naomi versus Tiffany, I know what that's already about. What, we're going to have Tiffany lose? No. And it's not about all oh, men and why do we have Naomi lose? Naomi can go in there, still look great, and make Tiffany look even greater. Mm -hmm. That's a win-win. So, yeah, like, Naomi doesn't have a high-profile victory yet since being back. But just look at the spots they're putting her in. She's going to be fine. And I think that's probably just what it is. Oh, some people may like, I know that 
I was about to call her Trinity. I was so used to calling her Trinity. Naomi has that aura as a woman. And I know that she's going to, I know it, you know, she's two thumbs up, as you said, and she'd be a-okay. Mm-hmm. But I think for people who maybe don't know it like that, they will say, well, that's messed up. That's messed up. You cut from her and you made her lose this match, like convincingly. So I'm going to say, actually, I saw the scuttle booty about the match before actually seeing it. And I didn't think it was a squash, actually. I okay. think it, I thought the match length went, it was about, I would say, average for some of these matches. Not just a women's match, but any match. I think, it, you know, we had a couple commercial breaks in there. I think we did see some of Naomi's, uh, you know, arsenal. Um, I don't think it was total squash. I think it was kind of more of a showcase for Tiffy, um, but that's different than a squash. Um, now, I will say mm-hmm. that um, if the option, if there was another option, they could have put somebody other than Naomi. Now, and I get what Matt's saying that, you know, Naomi can take a, mat, a loss and she'll still be fine. But, you know, part of when I was like, hey, I will kind of rather her stay in TNA so she can be a big fish because this is who she was before she left. Like, she was that mm-hmm. person that mm-hmm. that will lose matches and she will still be fine because she's a, a crowd favorite and people like her. But she kind of never really went above that role that utility role. And I would love for her to get a run as a serious title contender. She has to be a main eventer, but I would love to see her get a serious run at a championship and being a utility player, losing in a couple of minutes to make somebody look good. Isn't that right? When you got, when you have, when you're thinking of somebody that you're going to push to that, that next level, you're not going to put them in that position to where they're losing in a couple of minutes to somebody else who's going up and coming. Like I, like, I would prefer to put somebody else in that role. Now, I have a higher opinion of Naomi, obviously, than they might have. They might, hey, she's in this utility role, and as you said, she can lose, and she'll be just fine. But let me tell you, you're not going to put Seth Rollins or Drew McIntyre in a utility role and let them get beat in a couple minutes and say they're just going to be fine. They're not. They're going to put somebody else. They're going to put Bronson Reed in that, in that role. They're going to put Ivar in that role, not Drew. Now, this is a great conversation if time didn't get cut. But we got to take that match for a grain right. of salt because time got cut. So if we know the outcome for this match is to continue to push Tiffany, the things that we have to cut are the things that would not have her in the best light. So if if that if the Rock segment didn't go over nine minutes, Ian, we're having this conversation about that same match, I completely understand what you're saying. But considering that we know it was cut, and we're going to cut from the pieces that is not going to put Tiffany in the best light because it's about making sure that she gets on a roll. So I, I, you no, know, no, I understand. As, as I yeah. said, I said if there was another option, if it was another option, I'll put somebody else in that role, right? If, yeah. If they, but- if, if they had the time, like, hey, they can put somebody else there to do what they're – maybe they put somebody else in there and just give them a squash match. Fine. But it it, it would accomplish the same thing. It would have, but they advertise that match. So that's the problem too. That that was a match they put out in the emails. They had been talking about it on social media. So then you're not gonna have time now to like run an injury angle and then you know what I'm saying? Like you kinda gotta stick with it. So I don't know what either one of them are doing for Mania, but if again if they had time, they can go ahead and create like a quick like uh video just for 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 TV. I mean just for internet. Tiffy attacks Naomi before the match, she can't go. We get a last minute wrestler in there, she beats that ass, and it's the same thing, and now next week. We get that full-fledged match. Maybe create like a mini few. But yeah, again, they, they probably... But if, if we're live TV, right? I understand that 
you don't have time to make those those quick changes like that. So again, as I said, if it's the last option, I was just saying that to the fact of Naomi can take a loss and she'll be just fine. I right. think we should probably not do that with her. I get it. No, I get that. Tiffy did pin Naomi, right, at the Rumble? Yeah. Me at the Elimination Oh, at the chamber? chamber? No, at the chamber. I feel sure. like she did. Uh, I can't remember. Yeah, actually, I think she did. Hey, you know, real quick, guys. Ian loves. Ian's my five-year-old, guys. He loves Tiffy. Mm-hmm. Like, as soon as as soon as she came on, like, I didn't even realize, because, you know, I was watching the show earlier this morning. He had just woke up, and he was playing with his toys. And as soon as Tiff came out there, he was looking, he was watching the match the whole time. Mouth was dropped, and he just watching it. And, I didn't, and I'm like, wow, he's really into this. I didn't think about it. I remember when we were watching Elimination Chambers, and he was <laughs> watching Chambers. her wrestle. He liked her. He liked her. And so then, I think once she lost, he got mad. Like, they got rid of, they got rid of my girl. And so I'm like, oh, you talking about Naomi? Not her. Not her. I'm like, oh, wow. Like, he did got really. Ask, did you ask him why he likes her so much? I didn't, actually. Ask him. I didn't. Like, yeah, I'll be interested to see what he sees in her. But remember, that was one of the ones where Rhodesia's mom, when she came out at the Rumble, she was like, is she a champion? It's, yeah. You know what I mean? So she's, she got, got, she's got that. Yeah, she's, she she's got that. She got five-year-old little boys already. A uh, few uh, listener comments and questions I want to run past you guys. And then, and then we got to talk about this Maxine Dupree thing. We did not get a chance to talk about it because we you know, missed, the, missed our show on Wednesday. But I got to get your guys' thoughts on the booing of Maxine at, at a live event. Um, our guy Jalen, W-E-B-B-N-B-A. We were talking about um, just what the mania looks like on X a few days ago. And he said, uh, I think Cody and Seth loses night one. Seth is the one that gets pinned by the rock, which leads to night two being basically tribal combat two between Cody and Roman. But I think you'll see a disconnect between Roman and rock that stems from the previous night and rock screws Roman. The disconnect would be that Roman wants to be the one who pins rock. Rock says, no, he does it. And Roman will, will do or say something so stupid that the rock will remember it. Screw him over on the second night. Um, do you guys think it'd be something like that? Or do you think to Rhodesia's point, the rock already knows he's going to screw over Roman now. And it won't be something that happens at WrestleMania. Rock is too much of a businessman. I'm a businessman. So he's too much of a businessman to be able to be like one little thing in that moment makes him that pissed and that angry that he's going to mess him up the next night. So I like Mm -hmm. where he was going with that. But I think Rock will be a little bit more methodical in his thinking um, than to let just that moment. Hey, I want to do the pinning. No, you depend for that to happen. That's too elementary thinking, I think, for Rock. So this is what I try to fight against when I um, watch wrestling is to think I know how things work instead of actually living in the moment and actually wanting something to happen. Right. So this as a a viewer, I would love for rock to do something right to, to put fuel in that fire. But if he does something, we got to see a follow-up relatively quickly. And I don't know what the next pay-per-view is going to come or PLE that's going to satisfy the requirements of a major match between rock and Roman. Like to me, I think that's like SummerSlam or something like that, or the next mania. And that's what I talk about as far as being that fan, like, Oh, they're not going to do something. Now they got storyline. They're not going to do on this paper. 
that's that's where I'm at. But yeah, that sounds cool. I mean, I would love for that to happen. But at the same time, I think that we got we we can't microwave this feud. We got to kind of like this got to be slow cooking. Like let them like tell their stories and you know let the, let us continue seeing like you know Roman stand to the side and we're wondering what's on his mind and what he's thinking about. Like right, like let's let's slowly get to where we need to be. We don't have to quickly microwave the situation to get to. You know what we're we all know what we're going to get that rock roman match and and roman is uh or rock is scheduled for the next two weeks on smackdown this friday and next friday wow so yep which, which is good uh e, you brought up SummerSlam, which is funny because these next two comments or questions are actually surrounding SummerSlam. we ain't even got that's i love us right we ain't even got to mania yet and we talking SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. our guy brandon james shout out to brandon james um he said i'm thinking triple h wants to give this was to our last um pod where I talked about, well, evidently at this point, LA Knight ain't getting no titles and et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> he said, I think uh, Triple H wants to give Logan Paul a high-profile match at WrestleMania in a big W, saving the Paul versus LA Knight match for SummerSlam with LA Knight on top. My argument was, I don't know if LA Knight will still be as popular by then, but whatever. Uh, Eternal said, I got a question for the crew. If you had to look ahead at SummerSlam, what matches would you put on to sell out the Brown Stadium, which is where it looks like SummerSlam is going to be at and make SummerSlam feel like SummerSlam again. So he said with the current roster, so just this, we can just give our top two or three we would do, right? He said his would be Punk versus Seth, Rhea versus Jade, Gargano versus Ciampa, and Cody versus The Rock. What one or two matches can you guys think of? That's realistic. If you kind of look at where the storylines are right now, would you say, all right, let's, do this and let's try to sell out an entire stadium or yeah, entire stadium for SummerSlam. I'm going to get the low hanging fruit because either Brandon James or someone just said it. I'll take Logan Paul, LA Knight, if LA Knight's so hot and I'll go punk and drew. Oh yes. Oh hell yeah. Both. Give me both of those. Yeah. Yeah. I actually just, I was thinking punk and drew. I was th- trying to think of my mind. I was talking about when punk was going to come back. Because I would love for that match to be in August. And I'm hoping that Drew signs. Like, right? I'm just hoping mm-hmm. that he resigns. I think he'll do great anywhere he goes. I we're, we'll get to AW later on. It seems like they're trying to do some things to kind of, you know, fix their creative issues over there. And I would love, I think Drew as like the the guy over there and that company will be big for them. I think he has all the tools necessary to lead that company. Um but yeah, I love to see Drew and Punk, right? And we can get uh, Cody and The Rock, another one of my, you know, dream matches. I think that will be great. That'd Just be those two matches. I feel like, you know, back in the day, all you need really is a match or two to sell these cards out. And then you fill everything else in. Mm-hmm. Like, right? If you can get those two matches and you can fill in a nice card, because we know the the guys, most of the guys they have in the ring, and we'll get to Maxine in a minute, right? They deliver in the ring. So we know we're going to get some good matches. So give me those two. Give, give, hey, or did you do it? Do it. Do the thing. Do the thing. Put it in my veins, y'all. There it is. Put it in my veins. I made that sound like that last night. Um, oh, Lord. oh, shit. And then you think about, too, though, right? You think about that's not including Braun Breaker. I'm just, I'm just thinking about like who's who's on deck. That's not including Braun Breaker. That's not including 
where Tiffany Stratton could be at the this time. This man is a nut. He goes from talking about sex I'm and then saying. quickly pivoting right into the uh, a match card. And he's not even batting an eye, y'all. You used to see this shit. It's like he's just going like, yeah, I would, I would turn that out up last night. Yeah, speaking of the card, like, man, who does that? Look, I'm so blushing. So She's so red. Oh, Look my. at her. <laughs> she got all, all the blood went to her face. <laughs> she know I ain't lying. Um, yeah, so all right, let's talk about Maxine Dupree. There's this video circulating online. I'm sure everybody has seen it, but if you haven't, search it. And it's from a house show. I believe it was last weekend. And the video was only like 11 seconds long. I guess if you really listen, you hear a, a quote-unquote lot of boos. I don't hear a lot of boos. I may not even be hearing boos. They could be saying, thank you. And that's Stop. the part just, keep, where the keep video going, keep going, keep going. where the video keep going. comes in. That. That. Okay, go okay? ahead. Just saying. <laughs> she turns around, she, you know, gives her peace sign and she walks out, and there's just a ton of discourse. And wrestlers chimed in, and of course, fans chimed in about that's mean. She's only trying to get better. You shouldn't be booing her. Uh, we don't see the type of work she's putting in. This is the wrestler's hand. We don't see the type of work she's putting in. Uh, we don't see her passion, et cetera, et cetera. I'll just stop it right there, and I'll ask you guys, what's your guys' thoughts on that said video? And then what is your thoughts on being able to boo a wrestler at a show? I did not see the video, but if someone paid their money to go to a show, they have the right to cheer, to boo, or to sit on their hands. It's when the boos become violent, aggressive in nature, um, threatening. That's when I draw the line at. But at the end of the day, it's, I don't call it death by fire, but this is where where diamonds are made under pressure. So, yes, it's it breaks my heart that someone who is trying their hardest and they're going ham and they're trying their best to get better and better and better and better, get booed. That is part of the territory. When you're green in anything, green in my business, what I do, you get eaten up alive. That just gets you better. Or hopefully it gets you to the next place where one, you can get a thicker skin and two, that you can develop and get better. Again, everybody was right in what you just said. Even the fans, I mean, even the wrestlers who said she's trying. They're right. And the people who booed, if they didn't like what they see, they paid for that right to boo. I have no problem. Yeah, I don't have a problem with it either, Ashley. Um, with the booing, right? Because it's, it's sports. Like, we watch basketball, we watch football, and people get booed. Like, you know, Kyrie Irving, I was watching uh, the game of the night. He went to a uh, place with Davis, Dallas Mavericks, and he was uh, in Boston. And every time he touched the ball, Boston crowd, you know, booed him. So I'm okay with people booing or cheering who they want to. They went there. I don't even care if it's aggressive or not. That's, as long as you're booing. Just when you start getting to the point where you're calling people out of their names, I don't, I didn't hear any of that. I'm just saying specifically, right. you start calling people right. out of their names. You start getting disrespectful yep. um, by talking about people's personal lives and that kind of, when you start heckling that type of stuff, like that's where you get out of line. But I'm, you know, if they said, she, if they boo her and they say she suck, that's part of the job. I'm, it just is what it is. It's unfortunate though. Mm-hmm. Like, right. It's unfortunate. It's not something I would do. Do I think that Maxine Dupree is the greatest wrestler that I've seen right now? No, right? I've seen some matches, and I'm like, oh, it's kind of rough, right? And they're not even very long. We've seen a couple of them. Um, I just hope she gets better in the ring. This is more so the WWE kind of maybe brought her up, you know, before she was 
nope, probably ready. Everyone learns things at their own speed. Right. Like, right? They brought her up, obviously, because she looks amazing, right? She has a unique look. She has character. She has personality. For me, I think they're kind of setting her up by, you know, I I feel like you got to kind of, like, play people's strengths. Like, her strength is, of course, she has a very unique look. She's a beautiful girl. But she also has uh, innate charisma. She, she, there's something about her that that draws people. Right, and And that's how she's great in in that role. Right, let her continue doing that. Now, I do understand that the house shows are what you use to get better, Mm -hmm. like right. So, but you gotta have to expect some of that. I hope she's. I will hope that she's doing everything she can to get continue to get better, and that she gets better quickly and kind of you know turn these these uh these boos to cheers. Um, But I think that's just, and that's why I kind of was like, yo, with Jade, like you know, take time, Mm -hmm. make sure she's right. Mm-hmm. Make sure that when she comes on and, and that main roster, she has her first match, that she comes out there with the bang. Because you can't, you can only make, you only got one first impression. So when she gets out there, she got to be able to boom, 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 do her thing. So yeah. I just hope that you know Maxine Dupree, she continues to get better. She proves people wrong because there's something there. Like obviously there's something there. Yeah, I think she has more personality yeah. than half the women's roster. To be honest with you. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I think, I mean, you guys both said it, but that's where I'm at. We got to be careful. And this is coming from me, where I know I am a good-hearted, positive person, right? This is coming from me. We got to be careful of now telling people it's not okay to boo. That's a real slippery slope. Because if I can't boo, I'm booing because you're trying. To East Point, there's a difference from booing and heckling. You brought up Kyrie. The entire arena can boo. But as soon as there is somebody at courtside who calls him out of his name, says something about his family, security's kicking him out. Yep. I'm all about that. Yep. But yep. to say that we cannot boo a talent because we don't like them, so then should we have thrown out the entire arena for the John Cena sucks chance when he got booed? Should we have censored the entire arena when Kurt Angle went with the you suck from edge. And that was part of his theme song. Now we got to be careful of that. We got to be real careful of that, that, okay, we got to, we can't do this because she's a female and she's trying opposed to all bets are off for other talent. So yes, I feel like you can boo. You can say what you want into the scope of them working, but anything more than that, if it's personal, yes, get, get the hell out of here with that. Sure. And I think we may be in the minority on that, but whatever. I I, I wanted to talk about what, that. What do you mean? Well, you you think a lot of people are saying that we shouldn't be booing somebody who's trying? Yes. But if I if I if I'm living paycheck to paycheck, or actually to take that away, because if I'm not living paycheck to paycheck, if I spent my money to be a spectator at a event, an entertainment event, I have the right to boo or cheer or sit on my hands. Correct. And that's where I said it's a slippery slope. It, be, it becomes really, it becomes a thing. If, oh, we, okay, don't, can't boo her because she's trying. Like the, the you effed up chance, I hate that. Right, you fucked up, you fucked up. Or, you know, oh, they botched that, they botched that. Yeah, I can't Y'all can't that. do that. Y'all can't do that. I can't So be quiet. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't like those either. But if we are, she's leaving the ring. And once again, this, but this is all based off of 11 second clip. We don't really right. know <laughs> if it was one guy booing or an entire section booing. 
and she's leaving because that match was not good or she did something in that match that made her lose and maybe the booze came from because she did something stupid in the match storyline wise which made her lose right we yeah we is that we don't know we we don't know but and you know what though like this is this goes back to like this is like the twitter verse and social media verses we're it's so weird because think about like the die rocky die chance back in the day like right like when rocky came out there and he had the super greasy curl and he had the blue like people have been booing people they didn't like you know for whatever reason forever it doesn't matter if she's heel or she's face people should be allowed to express themselves if they don't like what they see they are fully allowed to boo and again as long as they're not disrespecting her, calling that woman out her name, saying anything personal to her about her, her family, or anything like that, if they want to boo, let them boo. This is wrestling. People have been getting booed forever. Like, as soon as this comes, as long as wrestling's been around. But we feel like, oh, we got to come to somebody's defense. Like, right? That's, oh, we got to protect. Like, you don't need to protect her. Yep. yep. Like, what we, honestly, what we need to do is to continue to be honest and say, like, hey, mm-hmm. You know, yep. what she's doing on the TV screen doesn't look good. I'm not a fan of that. It doesn't matter how hard she's trying. Like, it's evident when you see it with her wrestling. It's just not that good at times, right? It's, it's so, going to make her better. It's, it's going, going to, to make, make her make better, her right? So much better. The same it should way drive her want, to be better. The same way we want the AEW diehards who feel like they can't do anything wrong to be truthful to Tony Khan and say, hey, Tony, that's not the way that should look. That's not the way that should be. Opposed to just always saying, like, keep at it, keep it up, keep it up, keep it up. No, man. Don You're never going to uh, get better yep. without constructive criticism. You know, and some of these people out here, it is this is the world we live in. Like, they can't take constructive criticism. They want you to tell them that everything's great and everything's fine. But then when you suffer yep. and then the product goes away, it's because people weren't being honest with you, right? Because the worst thing you could do is, 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 is apathy. Like, when yep. people just don't care, right? That's the worst thing. Exactly. Sitting on your hands probably is worse than her yeah. getting booed because evidently the people wanted to get something else out of her. So there means there's still some engagement and people wanting to for her to shine. That's why you get booed. I forgot who said it and what podcast I listened to in the very beginning of wrestling podcast, maybe like Talk is Jericho or something. They were just saying at the end of the day, maybe it was Cena. Someone told Cena, even though he was getting booed, at least they still booing you. They're making noise. <laughs> yeah, they're making noise. As long as they're making noise, it doesn't matter what it sounds like, it's noise. Mm-hmm. Which yep. means you, you, want, you want some type of engagement, guys. And mm-hmm. just speaking of engagement, I want to know. So we got AEW Revolution coming up um, tonight, Ashley. This is on a, a Sunday. Um, I want to know your real, real honest engagement into tonight's pay-per-view. Because I say I have to say this. We're in full WrestleMania season right now. Mm-hmm. We got The Rock, arguably one of, if not the biggest wrestling star, in, at least in our lifetime, right? You know, Matt and I are lucky, you know, to experience Hulk Hogan. That was before Rhodesia's time. So she didn't get to experience, you know, Hulk Hogan, Hulkamania. But The Rock, along with Stone Cold, was some of the biggest personalities. He's back and he's revitalizing his career almost right to a whole new audience he's showing people new and old what he's about we got roman reigns who's been one of the hottest no not one of the hottest wrestler in the world for a number of years we got cody who obviously is one of the biggest tickets in the world right now 
headlining WrestleMania, WWE WrestleMania season. We're on full tilt, y'all. And I talk to you guys all the time that pro wrestling has never been in a better spot. Like, if you're a pro wrestling fan, like, there's so much great wrestling content for you right now, but it can be overwhelming mm-hmm. for a lot of people. Now, we are like that top 2% that watches everything. A lot of people aren't watching everything like we do. Right. So, I'm asking you guys, because we got a lot going on ourselves. We are fully engaged in WrestleMania. We've spent an hour talking about WWE and specifically Rock, Cody, and Roman. Now we got this pay-per-view coming up. Mm-hmm. Sting's last match. From an engagement standpoint, I want the honest guy. I don't want to, oh, yeah, it's Sting's last. I'm fu- no, no, no. I want to know, for real. He talking real life easy. talk. Give me your full <laughs> engagement. How engaged are you on this show coming up tonight? I have to use an asterisk on this. My full engagement, I will be lying and say that I'm fully engaged because of personal matters in my life. Outside of the personal matters in my life, outside of Sting, last match was going to be incredible. It's possible Hangman or Swerve is going to win a title tonight. We have Will Ospreay on his real true, like, debut. And then we got my boy Danny Garcia. Like, the the card itself to me, I'm excited about long as hell. A lot of matches. One, two, three, four, eight. What's nine. what? Nine or something? One, two. Three, it's, let's see this. Eight, six, nine, ten, eleven, nine. including two in the dark hour. So, yeah, we're not including those. Okay. So we have nine. Those. Nine matches. And I know this is going to be long, but they don't disappoint me with their matches. And then they don't disappoint me for their pay-per-view matches. Um, mm-hmm. So engagement. Yes. I want to say that I'm all, all in. Like the, the, the three, four top matches for me tonight is like probably more and it's about to sound like hyperbole right now maybe more interesting than maybe three or four matches on wrestlemania outside of the people that's associated with the bloodline so i'm so excited for this match just me personally to answer that question to you e just because of personal matters no i'm not fully engaged but when i watch tonight i'm gonna be watching very intently and i'm very excited to watch it um i'm looking at the card and I think we are going to be blown away by the time this show is over. I, I do. I, I would think imagine. we're going to be like, yep, I think we're going to say they did it again. Because this is a cycle, right? And we know the cycle now. We, I think we talked about the cycle after All Out of incredible pay-per-view. Then there's some weeks on TV and it's just like, what the fuck are they doing? This mm-hmm. is really bad. Mm-hmm. And then we get closer to the pay-per-view and we're like, all right, man, I'm going to watch. But like, man, <laughs> and then the pay-per-view happens like, oh, man, it's the best pay-per-view I've ever seen in my life. Right. And then we go back to the, the, the weekly cycle. episodic <laughs> television. I don't think we're going to get that this time, though, because with Okada coming in, with Mercedes coming in, it feels like we're not going to get that lull of TV. I think I think they're figuring out how this weekly TV should be going in order to get to your next pay review. And I think Tony Khan just said on Thursday, uh, he feels like nine pay-per-views a year is a sweet spot. Because he's doing three ROH pay per views, so he feels like nine is about that that perfect spot for business and then for TV, et cetera, et cetera. But to answer your your question, E, for me, I am highly engaged in this in this show. Um, I'm starting to learn how to watch AEW, and what I mean by that is, I didn't watch Collision. I watched some of the new the YouTube clips today. I don't watch Rampage. You guys know that. 
AW is best served when you know which shows to skip. Because for me, the way I watch and I consume wrestling, I've been watching it for so long, I get more irritated than not when something doesn't happen the way I think it should happen. And not because, hey, I think you need to put the belt on this wrestler or I think this needs to be the matchup. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about what you're presenting to me and if it could have been made better. I get irritated personally when I look at it and say, that's not the way to garner bigger business. You could have done that. So, like, I left ready for a revolution on a high because the last thing I saw in a live content was Sting coming down from the rafters, which is incredible. I didn't think we would ever see that again. Like his word is that Tony Khan reached out to Martha Hart to get her blessing on it, and she gave her blessing, which I think is so cool. We, you know, say what you want about Tony and how he runs AEW, but what is what a what a great guy. Um, that's the last thing I saw. So I'm like, okay, I'm ready for this pay per view. I didn't see in real time Jericho coming out there and <laughs> doing a face to face with Warlow that I don't care oh, about. Oh wow, that was that was uh, hard to swallow. Yeah, like that's the kind of stuff I don't care about. But I, I am very. I'm highly engaged in this show, E. What about you? So just with this, just that very thing, I think that's engagement for you guys, but I don't think that's engagement overall for most people. Like this, because like as it's, it's many a season, we ain't skipping shows. We ain't skipping mm-hmm. Smackdowns. We ain't skipping Raws. We want to talk about it. We want to see what's going on. We want to talk about it. I feel like when, with AEW, you got to watch and keep up with these shows in the fully. You have to be invested in these storylines and know what's what's going on with Warlow and Jericho, et cetera. For me, if this pay-per-view wasn't happening tonight, I'll be perfectly fine. I'll be perfectly fine. I don't really need to watch it, to be honest with you. Like I would I'm I'm perfectly invested in the waiting to see what's going on on Monday night raw. I'm perfectly invested to continue to listen to the watch next Friday to see what's gonna go on with Rock. For the next two weeks, I'm invested to know what's going on with him and to, and for them to continue their storylines. And that's where I think that a good chunk of the audience is right now. Like, yeah, they're they're following it, but they're not watching it. I don't think that's true investment. Okay, not question really. for you. Question for you. What show are you more or were you more excited to see? Are you more excited to watch Revolution or are you more excited to watch NXT's PLE just a few weeks back? Um, I wasn't, uh, you know, I haven't been, uh, NXT is one of those shows to where I wish I can watch more of it. I don't watch enough of it to really get truly in. It's like, Hey, I need to watch this POE. And, and that's why that's, I ask. Cause to me, for um, you, that's probably more of a fair comparison is NXT and AEW versus WWE and AEW. Yeah. NXT. Like I, I, I wish I had more time for it. I just, and when I put it on, I usually fall asleep. <laughs> it's not because it's boring. It's just, that I'm usually tired of watching it. Uh, I try to make sure I hit the shows I know we're going to consistently talk about, um, which is the Dynamite, the Raws, the SmackDowns. But for me, that's, that's where I think AEW is right now. And I think that uh, a perfect thing would be after Maniac. I was talking to um, one of my new best friends, Matt's cousin, Dwayne. He was saying. <laughs> shout out, Dwayne. Yeah, shout out. Really cool guy. Um, and, and he told me. That he was like, yo, I don't go to a lot of shows here in Georgia. He's from Georgia as well, like, because I don't have anyone to go. And I said, Dwayne, you always going to the shows now because we're going together. So you're going to start seeing us along Brandon. We're going to hit these Georgia shows. We're going to be the Georgia crew out here. But going back to uh, Dwayne, he said that, you know, like, you know, he gets fully invested in Mania, right? Then after Mania season, 
he kind of dies out a little bit until like the next sorry ripping back up on the next shows. And I think that's the case for a lot of those fans and a lot of wrestling fans in general, right? We all get hyped up for Mania. Cause Mania is a big season, right? Not just for the WWE, but it's for the wrestling world. We talk about we go to Mania Weekend, all the shows that come to that area, right? That eat off of the WrestleMania hype. It's a big time for a wrestling world. But after that, we get kind of that low that you mentioned about AEW programming, right? We get kind of a low where people kind of like start not watching a little bit. And I think that's the perfect time for AEW to really seize the opportunity and make themselves really hot. Like, hey, look what we got going on. Look, we got Mercedes. We got Will Ospreay, whoever it is, and really create some stories. I just think that right now, I just can care less about what AEW does unless it's worth winning the world championship, which we so might get tonight. It, so if you didn't, so if you don't have a podcast, you being Eshan, right? No podcast. You are a wrestling fan. You're not ordering tonight's show. So and here's the answer. Quick, quick question. Hell no. Cause here's the thing. It's $50. I'm spending 50 bucks to watch right. a show. And you're talking to me about like, Hey, I'm not even watching all the shows, right? I didn't even, mm-hmm. I didn't even mention that point. Like, Hey, I'm watching dynamite. I'm following Collision through clips. Like I'm do, I'm I'm sparely following a product, and I'm going to mess around and spend fifty bucks to watch them. And then let's talk about this, Tony Khan. We got to figure something out. I can't do these six hour pay per views on a Sunday night. I gotta get up and go to work in the morning. goddammit. I gotta get these kids up. I got things to do. Look, I can't be watching no. Y'all talk about like, hey, I know at the end of the night it's gonna be a great show. I don't know if it's gonna be an end of the night for me. God damn it, it's twelve o'clock in the morning. I'm gonna be dead ass tired. <laughs> we talking about six hours of wrestling? No, take that out of my vein. With that sound y'all was making last night, I don't want to hear that shit tonight. <laughs> God damn it, I don't want to hear that shit tonight. I want. I need to get some rest, Tony. We gotta figure this out, man. Look, I don't know. If we need to start these pay per views at maybe three o'clock, and they last three to nine. Like I can, I can do three o'clock to nine o'clock on a Sunday, right? Hey, WWE got that on lock. You know, Triple A. They try to do pay per views on a Saturday night. Triple H is gonna move all his POAs to the same night. Mm-hmm. He killing well, that shit. No, just figure yeah, it out. You asked Matt. You asked E about the a PLE for NXT versus Revolution. I'm actually more excited to watch Revolution than I am Elimination Chamber, and or well, I was Elimination Chamber. Only because I knew everything that was going to happen on Elimination Chamber. Where here, I I kind of don't know what I'm going to see on mm-hmm. Revolution tonight. Like I said, the, the problem is, and I, I it's it hit hard when you mentioned about learning how to watch AEW. And I don't want to say I'm there with you there. But what I will say is, this whole weekly episodic TV, it's almost like a TV show that doesn't have like the same kind of thread throughout the whole show like you can just watch a show here and there kind of like for instance perfect example we just got on this modern family thing i know we're like 12 15 years late we just started watching modern family but we will watch one episode of modern family like oh my god this is like the funniest show i've ever seen now of course if you've watched it from in the very beginning you probably know everybody origin story and all about them but i almost have to feel like with AEW, i know i'm gonna get great matches i'm gonna get a great pl on pay-per-view it's just that weekly connecting the bridge and, and connecting the dots of them every week over and over and over and over again, telling that story. That's where they're lacking at. But this show itself, Revolution, is fire. This card is mm-hmm. fire. And I believe that they are going to show up and show out. 
there's like, like I said, four to five matches on this card tonight where I'm like, I put this up against anything right now that WWE can do outside of something related to the bloodline. No, and, and, and I true. agree. And to your point about Elimination Chamber, like, I was hyped for a chamber for the spectacle. Rhea gets to right. in her hometown, seeing the stadium. But matches-wise, mm. we were like, okay, well, we know it's going to be good because they can work. Just like AEW's pay-per-views going to be good because they can work. But to your point, the main event. So let me ask you guys. And this is the first, and E, you can maybe think of another one. I don't think you can, though. Is this the first retirement match for a wrestler where the finish was in question? Can we think, can you think of any other wrestler who we knew this is their last match that we thought that they actually may win it? Oh, that they may win it. Oh, yeah. okay. I know. I can't think of one. No. I'm going to go uh, Sean Taker at WrestleMania. There was a shot that uh, Sean Michaels can win that match and that not be his final. He can go one more year. And he, and he certainly could have. Uh, okay. I didn't think he was going to break Taker's was, streak. Okay. I got it. But that was more of if I lose, I'm retiring. I'm saying, like, Sting has already come out and said, whatever happens, this is it for me. I don't think a wrestler has ever won that match, right? On, on a large scale. Maybe somewhere in the... In indie show or, you know, a territory back in the day. But from a WCW, WWE, ECW, Impact, TNA, I think the, Ring of Honor, a, that hasn't or, happened, I don't think. Just the origin of your question, I think we probably haven't. If you're saying somebody's retirement match, that they've already announced their retirement, usually you're retiring because you're probably not in your A-game anymore. So the I would imagine just by that thought process, you probably would expect that person to lose. In, in every case. Yeah. I, I, that's why I brought up uh Like, usually the person's like, hey, I'm, they're usually not damn near 70 years old and say, hey, it's my last match, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's usually like, you know what I'm saying? Like, even in, like, so I brought up Shawn Michaels' case because, like, I think he was only in his early 40s when he retired. And it seemed like he still can go. It wasn't like an injury or anything that was, that was stopping him from wrestling. He just was like, yo, this is, you know, hey, if I don't win, I'm retiring. And we all knew that he was going to lose. I would say probably, depending on how this goes, and that's kind of kind of piggyback off the question that I wanted to ask, maybe John Cena, whenever he finally admits or um, say he's going to retire, maybe I could maybe see him winning, depending on who he's going against. But that, again, is in the future. In that's the past, the future, I don't, yeah. Yeah, I don't recall anybody. But to Matt's question, they said that, and this was as of last week, because I don't know if anything happened over the last several days, but... Sting is 28 and 0 in AEW. So I always thought the rule is you retire, you go down on your back. But you're 28 and 0. So to, to, to that point, will he win the titles? And, and there's a titles involved too. So it's not, it's like so many well, different no, things. You mean really on. retain? They already champion. Retain, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, retain. Like you're on your, it's so many things at play here. You're retiring, you are you have the titles, and you're 28 and up. I feel like he has to lose. But Ooh. I kind of don't but I don't want him to and lose. And I feel like he has to win. <laughs> but see, I feel like he has to lose, but I want him to win. I feel like he has to win. He went 28 and 0. You can have him go 29 and 0. The only wrestler in the history of AEW who was undefeated. <laughs> Think I like about that. that though, too. I like, like that. They have treated Sting, and Sting has done his part. So it's not like 
you know, yeah, most majority of his matches are no DQ, the mask, of course, him not having to work a traditional style match. Whatever, though, he's 60-plus years old. Mm -hmm. But he's went out there and given his A-plus effort every single time. So I love that we were able to, after his failed run, in my opinion, in mm -hmm. WWE, Mm -hmm. He loses Triple H at Mania. He comes in for a few with Seth Rollins. It doesn't make sense because he lost to Triple H. Damn near gets paralyzed. Mm. And he has to retire. For us to get four years of him after doing these kind of matches, I want him to leave on top. It's the main event. It is in the Carolinas. He's mm -hmm. going to have Flair by his side. He's got Darby. No, have them beat the Bucks. Have all the fireworks and pyro and the tears. You let him go out 29 0. And then maybe what happens is the Bucks does something on Wednesday where they say this happened and we're invoking something, right? And then they either get the belts or there's a tournament or something. But I feel 100% he should win. I would never thought I would say anybody <laughs> should win their retirement match. I'm not 100%. Um, I, I, it could go either way. I actually thought going into it, maybe going to stay, actually. I was like, yeah, he's going to lose. You know, they're going to put over the Bucks. Um, but there's also a chance that they could, he could, you know, go out on top, retire the champions, and then, you know, Tony does love some uh, some tag team eliminator matches, right? Then we get a whole little tag team uh, tournament to decide who the next champions are. So I definitely could see either option being in play. Like, he absolutely... I feel should lose. You're retiring. You're losing. But if there was anybody in a run that they had with the said company that can retire on top, it's absolutely staying. And then I would be like, just as like a, um, as like a FU to WWE, take your loss one match or actually lost two matches at WrestleMania. I'd be like, let me go undefeated because they never gave us the Sting Undertaker match at WrestleMania like, like we wanted. That's what I would do. Let's real quick, because once again, the majority of you who are listening to this probably already saw WrestleMania. Let's just go through and Revolution. just say, or Revolution, who we want to win these matches. Uh, so Hangman, Samoa Joe, and Swerve. E, who do you want to win? You know, it's funny. You want to talk about how invested y'all are in AEW. You can't even get the damn pay-per-view, right, man? You, you got <laughs> WrestleMania on your mind so We tough. also said uh, stand and deliver for uh, NXT's last entire show, so don't mind us. Hey, I, I, <laughs> I, I actually had no idea. Hey, it, it could have been a fight forever. I wouldn't have known, to be honest with you. <laughs> don't mind us. <laughs> so, um, you know what? It's like, you know, I went swerve to be the champion so bad but i kind of i don't know it feels like it's his time yet um i think joe's done a great job i certainly i'm not uh i don't think the hangman should win but um if i had to pick i'm gonna go with uh i'm gonna go with swerve okay he's one of my favorite wrestlers uh but i think it's very possible that joe can retain or did you who do you want to win Give me a moment a moment to cook here. I usually I can't just go straight answer here. I would want Swerve to win, but I also want Osprey to go into all in with the championship. So whoever is about to win it, I think will carry it for it's not inconceivable to have it for the next three, four months. So I don't want Swerve to win it tonight just to lose it and drop it really quick. So I'm gonna eliminate him out of that. I can definitely see Joe retaining, but it's something about Hangman and Osprey that I think will be some good business for a little bit of time. I think I want Hangman to win tonight. Okay, so you're going Hangman. Mm -hmm. 
so just for the, I mean, for who I want to win, I have uh, scenarios in my mind for all three guys winning. I'm not going to go over those because, once again, we'll talk about it on Wednesday. Um, this, this, I know this is a cop-out. I don't care. I, I, want, I want Swerve to eventually win, but I think he needs something else before, and not like a presentation or not. I'm talking just in terms of this storyline. It feels like they would be crowning Swerve right now just to crown him. And I, like, I want something else. Maybe it's another Hangman Swerve match where Swerve is like, he's never getting a shot at this title. And something happens where they have to go one-on-one again and Swerve beats him. Something like that. I don't know. Um, but I'm, I'm good with, with any of those three winning. I am. I still think the money match is Swerve versus Osprey at All-In where Swerve is a champion and Osprey wins the title at All-In. I said that months ago. And I still think that. Um, who do you guys think are winning between Tony Storm and Peraza? Do you think Mercedes comes in and she immediately goes for the title? Or do you think they have her muddling around against other people before she gets a title shot? I think it's somewhere in between that. I think for tonight, I think Tony's going to lose. I think Peraza is going to win it. Um, I think Mercedes was not going to come in on day one for the title. I think she's going to be doing other things, maybe not necessarily wrestling other people, like getting served in her mama's kitchen by Vel. Um, I'm gonna call her Velveeta Dream. Velveeta <laughs> Dream. All right, E, just go ahead. Now you got to mute up. Sorry, sorry. E, what, what do you think? Velveeta Dream. I'm nuts. I'm going uh, Tony Storm. I feel like she's so hot right now. You can't take the belt off of her. Uh, I, I think that you continue to let her do her thing at the top. And I think that you're going to see, uh, you know, Mercedes come in and she's going to, you know, wrestle, uh, you know, Red Velvet and, you know, Rio and, you know, the, the the queen. I forget her. I can't say her. Sakria. Uh, mm-hmm. She's going to wrestle all those people and put on. But maybe not because we got a, we got we got some new creative coming in that's very familiar with her. And uh, Tony Khan has said, and this is we haven't talked about it. We haven't been able to because we've been so super invested in AEW. And we talk about how we only watch the shows. We got a different way of watching it. And so it's funny. We talk about like that scenario. If I'm a wrestling fan, and that's the way I watch AEW. Like you, do you think that'll get them? Because like a lot of these, these these matches have just been put together in the past couple of weeks. I'm, a, I'm sorry, past couple of days. You think that's really enough to get? No those way. Invested? Probably no, not. Man. Right? Every single match has been in play for weeks or months. The wow. only one that you can say the has been quote unquote put together. Scramble. Yeah, that don't count. That's that's yeah. a get more people in the car. But the only one we you get some bang way, bang scissor gang. We got the you know zero hour. That don't we got either. Will Osprey and Tecosta. That was last week. Uh, the All Star Scramble match. That was this week. We were supposed to have the meats match. You know, we thought it was going to be Arby's was going to sponsor that match. And it was, it was about we are the meats, right? Everybody come out there and they're going to have like different pieces of meats on them and stuff like that. Um, yeah, Osprey, but, Osprey and Tecosta has been in play for months, man. The matches got announced, but they're. Yeah, they're they're part of the same crew. That that's the same way we can say that about WWE. They they do that. They they pick up from somewhere and then they they hold it off and they they put a match out. But the majority of these matches, Cage versus Daniel Garcia, that one, yeah, you can say. But that's the story behind it. Garcia and Edge wrestled for the number one contendership. Edge won, and then Christian Cage get him hit him with the concerto, which hopefully Adam comes back tonight and Garcia wins that match. I think it's time for Cage to drop it. I think it's time for them to blow off this. Adam Copeland and Christian Cage program. You don't need the title, but I want Garcia to, to walk away with TNT champion. Who do you who do y'all want to win that match? Well, you know I want him to win it. Who's him? Did you know how, 
Oh, Garcia. That's what that was the last person spell. you said. No, but that was the last person you said. So just in the art of a sentence, when you said, Dan, you, you want Garcia to win. And I say, yeah, I want him to win. I'll be referring to the last person you just said. So Garcia. Don't the cheese. E, who you got? <laughs> Garcia is not winning that. Garcia is not winning so? that damn match. Hell no. That's, that sucks. Hell uh, no. Orange Cassidy versus Roderick Strong. It's time for Orange Cassidy to drop this title, right? Yeah, for real. It is. Yeah. That, I got, to I got Roddy Strong. Strong, though? Yes. 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 You know why? If you think back, remember, think back to Adam Cole's first promo as a heel. That first Dynamite in January. He talked about everybody having gold. He talked about Warlow becoming number one contender and then passing him the, the remember, the title or whatever it was going to be. Remember, he said he's going to give up his championship. Warlow hey, look, I, look, look, look. I, I, I've... I think if you if you follow our podcast and you're an AEW fan, you know all that. That shit boring. Roddy Strong boring? is boring. Roddy Strong is boring. The King. I don't care what Adam Cole said. He said a lot of shit, and I still don't give a damn. Like, so don't, like don't, don't, only okay, only so. person that's important right now is Warlow. All the rest of them some clowns, and they all boring. I don't want to see him win the championship. What are you going to do? Bore me to death in matches? So then, so you think Orange Cassidy is really, really hot and he should continue on his run with this championship? I think I'm more invested in Orange Cassidy as a wrestler and as a character than I am in Boring Gats Roddy Strong. That's you know, he's, been a, he's been hating on Roddy Strong, even when Roddy Strong was good. And I would admit yeah, that I mean, Kingdom can, can, was can y'all stop? Can y'all be and tell me y'all are invested in this in this ultimate kingdom, wherever the hell y'all y'all care about this team and are them you listening, Ishan? I just said that when Roddy Strong was good, I can admit right now that it's terrible. I literally so, just said that. So why y'all hyping up on him winning against OJ? Need, this is because the same Orange thing. Cassidy Orange Cassidy needs to evolve. Yeah. He needs some, to some, evolve. Something's got to change. Yeah. When he and, I mean, back, and, and part of that is AEW's fault, of course. I think they're yeah. throwing him out. They're throwing him out there way too much without anything changing with him. And he won this title when Moxley got hurt, and he's held it, and he's done nothing with it since. From a storyline perspective, it is still like we know he's going to do good matches. But at the end of the day, man, I, I want something different for him. I think he's too strong. We were talking about him last year as being, being like an MVP year. and wrestler of the year. Now, yes, it's only we're only three months into the new year, but so why why? Don't put it on another stagnant wrestler. Put it on somebody else that actually can do something with it. And that ain't right. Another month, at least, with Orange Cassidy having the title. Well, y'all only going to watch one show a week anyway. Y'all can get there. Y'all be all right. I think that's flawed thinking, but whatever. Um, That's really all the big matches, for the most part. You got got Eddie Kingston versus Brian Danielson, which is going to be a great match. That's for the Continental Crown Championship. I think Daniel Bryan has some in his contract where he doesn't want AEW titles. So maybe he'll probably lose that again. <laughs> That's so. a good one. That's a good one. And then uh, Osprey versus Takeshita, which is probably going to be my match of the night. Yeah. From it absolutely a, has a potential. From a bell to bell. And I think there's no way Osprey loses. Of course. You can't have him lose his debut. You can't have Osprey lose. I agree. So overall, he would skip this pay-per-view if he could. Um, And I'm excited for it. And Rudy's excited for more than she was in this chamber. That's kind of where we are with that. So Wednesday would be fun to be able to talk about it and see what's good on it and kind of preview Dynamite uh, and then go from there. So that's all I got, y'all. Hour and a half in, I think we did our our fans and listeners a service of a skip pod, but we brought it hard and home today. It is 70 degrees here in Chicago today, so we are going to hit this stop button 
go outside, enjoy the weather, probably put some meat on the grill, and then uh, get ready for revolution tonight. Ishan, anything else you have before we get out of here? Peace, love, and soul, Grease. That's a new one. Rodiza, anything else you have before we get out of here? Just thank y'all for listening and being around and missing the show is always a ugh, never want to do, but life be lifing. So thank y'all for listening. <laughs> life be lifing. And that is it. We are out of here. We will talk to you guys on Wednesday.